Welcome to the High Vibes and Grateful Heart podcast series for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with my very good friend, Dr. Kathy Ripley-Green. Kathy is a spiritual medium extraordinaire who spends her time healing grieving hearts. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be in the studio this morning with my dear friend, Kathy Ripley-Green, spiritual medium extraordinaire. Ooh, I like that, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. So, Kathy, you and I have known each other a very long time, but our audience may not know so many things about you, so I thought we could start today with you just sharing a little bit about your heart-centered work, kind of what's your why and what you do and why you do it. So, I think my why is something that I came into this body, you know, with from the place that I call spirit, you know, and my why is really to support people, uplift people. You know, I could use the term help people, but that's kind of so passe, you know, in a way. Um, It's more about uplifting and supporting. And I happen to do that um, through the healing arts, of course, as you know, starting out many years ago as a massage therapist and then a chiropractic physician, but all along being connected with spirit and working with spirit as a psychic and then kind of sort of evolved into the mediumship. And so it's about supporting people in whatever way possible they need on their journey to healing. Maybe it's grief. When I was a chiropractic physician, maybe it was physicality or mentality. But so my why is um, really, if you want to say the truth of it, it's to make me happy by serving others. And sharing your knowledge. And I love sharing knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you first discover this soul's passion? I know that you have gone through transition as part of your journey. And I I know that our audience really likes to hear about that. So could you share a little bit about your journey? Sure. So um, for me, it started when I was really super, super young. And I had a really great imagination. And I, you know, as many of us do. And I remember one day I was in my bedroom, Jennifer, and I was playing school. And I was the teacher, of course. It was so crazy. We'd come home from school all day, and then we would want to play school. And sometimes I'd play with the neighborhood kids. Yes, I was always the teacher. And they let me be the teacher, you know. Um, Typical but, Aries fashion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you understand it. Aries to Aries here. And um, and so on this particular day, I was in my bedroom. I was alone, but I was with my imaginary students, which were very real to me. And I was administering some sort of an exam. I had the papers out in the bed, the pencils and the pens, and, you know, I was proctoring the exam. So I was way in my imagination, in my right brain, in that place where you're just kind of in a lower brain wave, you know, like where you can just be creating. And as I was uh, giving the exam, I literally heard a voice in my head. And it wasn't really my mind's voice, which it usually is. It was a different voice. And it said... When you are older, you will be psychic. And I thought, oh. But see, I was like in the third or fourth grade. I had no idea what that word meant. I had never heard it before. So, But I got happy and super excited. 
And as I jokingly say, when I heard this voice, I sat down on the bed on top of one of the students' papers, you know, so I gave them an A-plus on the exam that day. But anyway, that's kind of when that kind of started. And then, um, you know, I was just always the kid that people would ask questions of or ask for support with or whatnot. And, you know, like, like all of us, it all starts from the very beginning. And when we look back, we see, aha. And then it transitioned to the next aha, and so on and so forth. I remember, gosh, 20-some years ago, coming to you as a patient in your, in your, um, in your practice for, um, you know, neck and back pain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I remember, um, this is when we really first started working together yeah. as a, when you were a chiropractor. And I remember always feeling so much lighter and like freer and with when I would walk out of your office. And of course, you know, my thinking brain was, oh, she cracked my neck or she made, you know, relieved some pressure or she adjusted me. But in reality, I feel now knowing as much as I do about you and in your journey that so much of it was on a, a spiritual level. Right. And you're being able to tap into those things, which I wasn't even aware you were right. doing. And, and so the thing is, is that when people would come as patients, it wouldn't be like I would say, oh, Jennifer, I have your grandfather here. <laughs> you know, right. it's more of the intuition that we all possess. It was more of the um, inner knowing. And, and so it just comes through you. You don't even have to bring it. It just comes through you. So it really is, you know, that balance of body, mind, and spirit that we talk about. And a lot of people would say, um, well, why should I go see your chiropractor? And people would say, well, there's just something about Kathy that's different. And so... We brought it through, you know, for whatever. So it wouldn't be like, crack, crack, bye-bye, see you in a month. It would be more about what's going on, what's happening. Let's connect some of the mentality to the physicality. Let's, 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 you know. And I loved that part of it. Loved it. I loved, I loved, I loved all of the chiropractic stuff. It was great because it was in the healing arts. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's all body, mind, and soul. It's Absolutely. all connected for yep. sure. Yep. So, um I love to ask people to to sort of explain who they feel their ideal client is. I mean, uh, it's some of it's a little bit obvious in terms of the work you're doing now, but can you just talk to me about the kind of people that you feel are drawn to you and why that might be? Right. So there, like any profession, there are so many different mediums or chiropractors or you know, plumbers, you know, that you could choose from. And I think that everybody is attracted to somebody that they kind of, well, I don't know, vibrate along the same energy waves with. So for me, the perfect client or the perfect person for me is really anybody who's grieving, anybody who's interested in developing their own abilities and talents in this field, and anybody who's curious. So that just about covers just about anybody. <clears throat> but why me in particular is that I like to use science to back up because I love science, but I do think it's a language we use to explain things. I don't think science is the end all of everything. I love um, the scientific part of it. I love humor and I love education. So people will come for a session, but they'll leave feeling uplifted for connecting with their loved ones in spirit. But they'll also leave knowing, oh, this is kind of how it works. And oh, um, oh, there's, there's brainwaves involved in this, you know, so I, 
I'm just a little bit different along those lines. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there definitely are so many different um, players out there doing this kind of work, and and everyone is so different. And I agree, people resonate with different uh, personalities and styles, just like with coaches or yes, you know yeah. therapists or yes. whatever it is the offering. So, yep. but I love the fact that I mean, I've got had the sincere pleasure of hosting you in this in the center and seeing yeah. you do this magical work and and you just have this way of putting people at ease and and it is fun and it is uplifting and it's super joyful and even when people don't get a personal reading there's so much healing that goes on in the room and the vibrations yeah. and the frequency that I I believe that everyone leaves feeling better. Absolutely. I got uh, from a recent uh, group session at the center, I got a lovely, <laughs> oh, they just sent me these emails. I love it. And this woman said to me, um, so I was the woman, you know, with the bump on the foot, you know, who Spirit had brought up. And uh, she said, this was one of the most unique experiences I've ever had. It was the first time I ever did this. And she gave me a high, kind compliment on how at ease she and her boyfriend felt, you know, during the session. And I take that, you know, to heart because I do want everybody to be at ease, not just with me in the session, but with the whole idea of Absolutely. connecting with spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, they did have the most comfortable chairs in this. Oh, my <laughs> word, they did. I know, they did. I didn't know they were sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, tell us all about, the, you know, one of the things we – talk about here on the show and just in the center is being able to look at ourselves and really, you know, feel good and feel a sense of accomplishment and pride in the work that we do or in the lives that we're leading. Right. And you have so many things to be proud of. But Thank what do you, you what do you feel, you know, what do you what would you like to share with the audience today? Things that you're most proud of or the one thing. What? So there's probably two. One of them is that I realized at a very young age that, you know, I wanted to work in the realm of like healing, so to speak. And then I became very involved in my chiropractic practice. I love that. That was a 27-year practice, and I could have kept going, but I kept getting the clear call to transist or go through the transition of straight chiropractic physician into more of the spiritual healing. And so it took me five years, Jennifer, to extract myself because very luckily I was so blessed. My patients, we had a great rapport and such, and they just didn't want me to retire from that. So it took me five years, and I really am proud of that because I listened to the call of my heart yes. and my mind and my consciousness, you know, and that to me was really a great accomplishment, leaving something that I had built and loved so much to move into this, which I love so much. Another great accomplishment is um, something that I, I, well, as you very well know, uh, some years ago, about four years ago now, I had a very severe uh, accident. And my gosh, Jennifer, it was such an accomplishment first to survive the accident. And there was a whole sort of um, energetic spiritual connection that, you know, a story for another day. But then to work through six months of recovery and all the fractures I had and punctured lung, I mean, it was bad. And so I'm really proud that I, I, I did it. I did the work. I got through it to return to this work. And it made me so much more clear about if I had passed, if I had died in the accident, I never would have known Oh, I have the goosebumps right now. I never would have known what I would have been missing 
from the point of death on. I could understand the people that I left behind and such, but but now that I'm still here, what it, what I'm proud of is that I had made the transition. Literally, Jennifer, I retired in June and I had the accident that October. I that and so the the pride in it or the joy in it or whatever is making the realization that you got to do what you really want to do because life is it, short. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's pride there, but yeah. also it's a different word than pride. It's a, it's a word that means something like um I I followed my I followed my directive, my prime directive, you know, whatever. And so, You listen yeah. to your intuition. Exactly. I call those cravings of the heart. I, it's a perfect way to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, 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 to, and from my perspective, that was, you know, such a challenging time. Yeah. And, and, you know, being a sort of observer of that and watching you go through that process. And it was not easy. No. And taking it one day at a time and right. really sort of you know, regaining your strength, regaining your ability to go back to work. And and there's had to have been a lot of, you know, trauma around that that you had to really heal from on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, on my own but with spirit. Right. And so there was nothing like, you know, I mean, at that point, I I had – uh, it's hard to even remember. I think I had five days in intensive care, then the step-down unit, then I went to rehab. <laughs> and I'll still never forget when I arrived at the rehab place and you had sent the most amazing edible arrangement of all kinds of chocolate fruits. And the staff was like, who is this woman, this celebrity that's coming She's in? You know, I know. <laughs> and because at that point I said, enjoy it for the staff. So I, I bribed them with your beautiful and generous gift. But you know what was really, really good about that is that I had a lot of help from spirit. I had a lot of help from spirit, from some of my deceased lovies and from what I call the powers that be, spirit guides, angelic presence, and I called on them. And let me tell you, I could feel it. I could sense it. I could feel people's prayers for me and their energy. I mean, it's it, this stuff is real. It's you so know? beautiful. Yeah, really it's incredible to, to feel that be embraced in that way. Yeah, and and you had to have just come out of that with so much even more strength and courage and yeah and humor. Yeah, you know, oh God. around <laughs> yeah. some of the most difficult time absolutely right yes absolutely and i love to hear your stories around about about that and your you know bringing yourself back up and and we're so happy you're here well me too (laughs) you have a lot more i have a lot more good work to do you do i like to think so so there's so many things i love about you but we always love to ask people what is it about yourself that you you know your personality trait or a physical trait or you know a characteristic that you love most about yourself I think the characteristic I love most about myself would have to be my true sense of compassion combined with um, humor. And I actually am not afraid. And I don't even want to say I'm not afraid. I'm very comfortable with um, talking about things, helping people, supporting that maybe our society isn't so much so. So I guess that's not one thing, but it's my um, my sense of confidence, uh, which of course has developed over all these many years that I've been in this physical body. So one trait, mm, uh, a little short list, I think, of those things. <laughs> it's, it's hard. That's a hard question. It answer. is a hard question. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, to 
acknowledge it to ourselves, but then to speak it. Right. Right. Yeah. But this is one of the things we we work so hard to right. to do is to get women to actually be able to look at themselves right. with that self love and be able yeah. to to, to yeah. declare, you know, yeah. I love this about myself. Yeah. Well, and I do. I love my sense of humor. I love my sense of confidence. I love all that the, those things that I said. Right. And I love my hair. <laughs> I love your hair too. And you happen to have a really awesome stylist. <laughs> I do, a personal, very personal one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so another thing that we we focus on a lot at the center is this concept of the importance of self-care. Yes. And, you know, for our generation, we were not necessarily taught right. by our mothers right. the importance of taking care of ourselves yep. or putting our own mask on first, which isn't even funny anymore. Right, That's right. <laughs> Has That's taken right. on a whole new a whole meaning. Other meaning. Yep. But, but the point is that, you know, we it was just we were not socialized to do that. It was always about taking care of other people, yep. which is so important. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah. in in balance, right? Right. So that we don't get depleted. So how do you practice self care or work to to stay keep that balance yeah. for yourself? So you know, it, it, as we all know, we figured this out over the time that goes by. So many years ago, many I was uh, working as a massage therapist. So of course, I've always loved that. So there are things that I do physically. So I take massage on a regular basis, acupuncture. I have facials. I uh, have foot reflexology, you know, at the studio. Um, there's there's lots of physical things like that that I do. Um, I love to uh, eke out time every morning to do some reading. You know, I meditate. Um, I rest. I learned years ago how to say the word no, but thank you so much. You know, that's huge, you know, for self-care. And so difficult. Oh, it is. It really is. One time years ago, somebody said to me, Kathy, did you know that the word no is the word on spelled backwards? And I was like, bing, you know, it makes a lot of sense, right? And you can't be on all the time. And so the long and short of it is that um, learning to say no is a great step, you know, for self-care. And then the other thing is that I have really learned to measure what I say yes to. So recently I was asked to, you know, join a very beautiful, amazing nonprofit board. And I can't do it because it isn't resonating with me. And um, I'll do whatever I can to help this beautiful uh, association. But you have to, you have to learn to say that. So lots of things for self-care. Yeah. Absolutely. Boundaries. Boundaries. It, boundaries. Boundaries, baby. Yep. Boundaries, baby. Absolutely. We could have a whole nother we could podcast have a, just about boundaries. That's right. Yeah. We could call it boundaries, baby. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> Ooh la la. Okay. So role models. I love to have people share you know, who in your life had an impact on you and, and how you choose to move forward and the decisions that you make. Right. So for me, um, a big role model was my dad, you know, and my dad. Uh, so, you know, yes, of course, my mom, too. And I, I don't mean to say this in any different of a light, but my mom was my mom. You know, I just looked at her as my mom, you know, my mother. And for me, you know, this having been born with a cleft palate and had a lot of surgeries and, and things and braces and all that kind of stuff. My dad was just somebody who just showed me how to be strong, you know, and he gave me this real sense of strength. I also learned from my father how to be fair. And he was in business and he didn't like sit me down and teach me. I just watched him and I learned a lot. And, you know, when I was young, I got into the music program 
And there was a, you know, music director that, you know, I learned a lot from discipline and commitment and, you know, agreement and, uh, you know, and uh, my gosh. And then along the lines, when I met my main spirit guide, oh, my Lord, what a role model. Tell (laughs) us about him. Oh, my word. So, Jennifer, in a nutshell, so I was living in Santa Barbara, California. I grew up here in Massachusetts, as you know, and I had moved to California at 19 my father with business. And um, the first two years out there, I was a little stumbly-ish. You know, like I didn't quite fit in and I, I worked uh, 30 hours a week. I was going to college for a couple of years, commuting. Then I moved to Santa Barbara. Well, if you haven't been to Santa Barbara, you need to go. You know, it's a beautiful place. And I went to the University of California at Santa Barbara. When I got there, I felt so at home, like immediately. And I didn't even go and check out the school. I just applied, got accepted, and showed up with my stuff in my car, you know. So the long and short of it is, as I'm there, I um, stumble. I, 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 you know, get my second two years of college, and I get a job, and then I'm living downtown Santa Barbara. And I stumble upon the spiritualist church. And I hear about this Reverend Ford, and you could go on Wednesday night, and he'll give you a little psychic reading. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. I've been reading books and such and coming into the energy, so to speak. And so I went and um, uh, sat down in front of him. It was a group of 30 people. We had written questions on a paper, and he called us up by number that was written on the back of the paper. And he looked at me and he said, who's Catherine? And I don't mean you. And why are you so happy to know she's here? Well, that was the grandmother I was named after. I always felt her. I felt her in my energy always. I thought she was like a guardian angel. And then he said to me, come to my meditation circle on Friday night. And that was my whole like reading, quote unquote. So then he opened my paper and read the question, which he hadn't read previously. And it said, how can I develop my spirituality? Oh, I love so it. So it was great, right? And it was during that first meditation. I was in my early 20s. Jennifer, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. There was a group of women who were probably the age I am now. They had been meditating with him for months. And and, uh, you know, they turned off all the lights. And th- at the end of the meditation, he said to me, there were three people standing behind you. One was a woman named Catherine, which I know he doesn't remember because I forgot to tell you, he was like 86. And then he said that another one came in the uh, form of a doctor. You have a medical condition, which I did. And this um, doctor is helping you with that, a spiritual doctor. And I'm like, whoa. And then this other one, and then he mentioned this gentleman's name. And the woman next to me gave me a nudge and she said, remember these people's names. He will never get them again. And the long and short of it is, is then I started getting all kinds of messages from spirit. I went to him and I said, what do I do? How do I control this? He said, just pick one of the voices and make them your... So I said, well, I'm going to pick this dude because you introduced him to me and he's the one. So he's been my unconditional friend, love, guide, healer. It's an incredible relationship and a role model for me in my spiritual development. It's I, yeah. so beautiful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. We all have them, by we the all, way. I was going to say, we all have these we gifts. All we have just them. have to open up, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, and, and we have these guides. And these guides, you know, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So speaking of advice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we talk a lot about uh, being role models ourselves yes. for, for younger women. And um, and teaching them all the wisdom that that we wished we had learned when yes, we were younger. So yes. what what advice or wisdom would you give to your twelve year old self? Well, you know, wow, what grade are we in when we're twelve? Oh my goodness, let's see. 
We're we're like starting starting middle middle school. school. Yeah, which of course like sixth to seventh grade, I think. So that's what we called when I grew up junior high. Right. You know. Oh God, I'm dating myself. But um, (laughs) what I would say to my 12 year old self um, would be three things. One would be, um, well, um, remember that all of the things that you think are true and real and good are. Don't let anybody else sway you from from that. The second thing that I would tell myself is, doesn't matter what you look like to other people. Just be who you are. They will recognize you and see you for who you are. Because at that point, Jennifer, I still needed some surgery to correct the um, the defect of the nose. You know, it was a quite different looking nose, and that couldn't happen until I was a little bit older. Um, And then the third thing I would tell the 12-year-old girl is trust your crazy ideas, you know, just like do it, you know, be who you are and do it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and that transitions well into my next question, which is there's a lot of listeners right now probably thinking about what they want to do differently or or moves that they want to make and they may be feeling a little stuck with um you know fear which yeah. which we all run into or or blocks of some kind what advice would you give to other women in transition who are looking to make these leaps of faith right. to transform or elevate their lives you know Wayne Dyer coined the phrase that fear is false expectations appearing real and that is the truth and then Uh, I always have tried to subscribe to the notion of feel the fear and do it anyway. And get yourself a support system that will be your cheerleaders through it. Don't be naive. Uh, You can be ignorant. That's okay. But don't be naive. Like you can't stop your chiropractic practice one day and expect that you're going to be paying the mortgage the next day. You've got to make a plan. But I will say this do it. Do it now. (laughs) You know, don't wait. Because um, if truth be told, perhaps I would have been a chiropractor for a little shorter time, you know, so I could do this now. Trust your crazy ideas, like I would say to my 12-year-old, and do it. Get going. Get help. Get a support system. Get a coach. Um, you know, get other like-minded women. Hey, recently at one of the collaborative meetings, I met this woman and she was thinking about, and I said to her, look, I did what you're thinking of doing. I did it. Like, let me support you and cheerlead you, you know, in doing it. Yeah. It's really important to feel surrounded by other people who have your back and 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 want and and want to cheer you on and that's what we're you know she breeze is all about is absolutely lifting other women up and and helping them to right. you know take those risks absolutely because it's so worth yeah. it and there are so many women there that if you just speak to what you need people are willing to say I know how to do that I know how to help you do that I've done that you can do it it's 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 an incredible collaborative. It's incredible. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, we're so proud of the community that we've built. Yes. Tell us one thing about you that maybe we don't know. Oh dear Lord. Um, well, 
I played the alto saxophone. I was the first saxophonist as a female in the town that I grew up in. Awesome. And I also learned my first lesson in sexism around the saxophone because when I was quite young, my doctors said to my parents that they had this idea that people with cleft palate and their voices, if they played a wind instrument like a clarinet or a saxophone, that it would help them to not have this typical voice that some people with cleft palate have. So my parents were like, oh, they were all over it. So I said, yay, I want to play the saxophone. Now I'm in like the fourth grade, I think. And my father said, saxophones are for boys. And I was like, what? Because I didn't know anything about sexism. Like, you know, I I was just me, powerful little me. So I got a clarinet. And from the first day I got the clarinet, I was pretty good at it. Took lessons, was in the little band. And then... I kept badgering him. So by the time I was in seventh grade, I as got typical sax. Aries do, <laughs> yes, you know, Dad, I want a saxophone. One day, out of the blue, we came home from work with this beautiful Selmar Mark Six. For any musicians out there, they'll know it's a beautiful. I still have it. I named her Gladys. So I don't play anymore. I haven't played in a long time, but I was I was really good at it, and it was a really beautiful expression. And then, as Aries can get a little bored, so after high school and such, um, I decided one day. <laughs> In my chiropractic practice, I said to my office manager, you know, I think I want to take bagpipe lessons. She said, I do too. So believe it or not, it was a St. Patrick's Day event in Walpole, a little parade. There was a bagpiper. I stalked him. (laughs) I got his phone number. And he started coming to the office and gave us bagpipe lessons. Well, there you you go. Yeah, you know, trust your crazy ideas. That's how you expressed yourself creatively. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. That's beautiful. Okay, one more question. Yes. Um, How would you like to be remembered? Oh, that's a big one, I know, but I think it's a such a one. great thing to think about with yeah. SB. Yeah. I think I would like to be remembered as kind, as blessed, and as a blessing for people. And when I'm in spirit and I look back, if people can remember me with fondness in their heart and thankfulness for something that I may have shared with them that supported them then I would be very happy, very, very happy indeed. As a, a person who shared shared her love. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guarantee that's that's how you are thought of today. Well, so good. That's you're, good you're to on hear. your way. I'm on my way. <laughs> to that's to leaving your legacy. Yay. Which is a beautiful one. So Kathy, how can people get in touch with you to collaborate? I know you do offer um, monthly spiritual mediumship uh, gallery style at the studio as well as media um, excuse me, meditation and messages. So there's two opportunities where they can see you at the studio at the We Breathe Wellness Center. But if they wanted to get in touch with you for a personal or a group meeting, how would they do that? Well, they would simply send me an email, kathy at kathyripleygreen.com. And as I've said for years, Jennifer, kathy with a C, green with an E. Um, And uh, they can look at my website, kathyripleygreen.com and book. Yeah. And I highly recommend they do so because well, it will be a magical, beautiful experience. Thank and and you. do come to the the live sessions that we have at the studio. I know t- tonight we have... Tonight we have meditation and messages, and that's a great... We meditate, and then some messages come through, whether they're psychic or mediumship-ish. 
mediumship wise, so to speak. And then another thing um, is, oh my gosh, Jennifer, I love sharing the knowledge in the development workshop series that I offer. There's all kinds of ways. But at the center, it's lovely because once a month on a Friday night, I'm there. And uh, we keep those sessions fairly small. We keep them to 40 people or under. And uh, the meditation and messages is around 15 people. It's it's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're both beautiful. Um, yeah. And we're so happy to have you offering those things. Yes, I'm happy center. to be offering them. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here with me today. My pleasure. I knew we'd have a lot of fun. I know. We could talk for five more hours for we sure. We could. Yeah. But we look forward to sharing this episode with our with our listeners and to doing more beautiful, magical work together. So beautiful. thank you so much My for being pleasure. Here. Thank you, Jennifer. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.